Let's do it. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clown question, bro. I think we ought to send the beat in at least. World champions! Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Philadelphia, looking as only you can look. Woo! Here we go, here we go. What's going on, guys? Welcome to week 23 of the JMP Sports Podcast. My name's Patrick Wilson, and I'm proudly joined by my co-host, Jonathan Pat. John, how are you doing today? Uh, I can't ask for a better day. Um, Tiger Woods is officially on the comeback, and the Eagles uh, put up a 40-burger, so we are living life. A 40-burger? 40 40-burger, 40 yeah. Okay. It's not a weird way to say they put up 40 points at all. No. 40 points. They put up 40 points. I don't know what to tell you. I'm excited. All right. We're going straight into it then. Eagles. Big third down. Hurts keeps. Hurts cuts. Hurts has the first down. And Jalen Hurts might have just put it away for the Eagles. Touchdown. His third of the day. Yes, sir. All right, so Miles Sanders comes back, and Jalen Hurts is all the rushing. I like it. Well, Miles Sanders did fumble twice. Um, oh, did he? Yeah. One one from his own six, and again from his own six, but they called him down. Um, so he got lucky. But yeah. Um, all right. Big time win today. Um, they... they um, Mono mono, strength on strength. They put up 242 rushing yards on the best rushing defense in the NFL. Suck it, Saints. Um, <laughs> they, dude, I saw a massive block by Jason Kelsey. Kelsey pancaked somebody. Jordan Mailata like gave like a left-handed stiff arm to Cam Jordan, who's a really good defensive end. Like their 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 offensive line just mauls people they they run people over and they do not say sorry i like it i like where this is going that was a uh, sounds like it was a good game for once well it was 27 to 7 at halftime um uh, so it all started back a decent amount well that's just because the fourth quarter was the fourth quarter um they they capitalized on their on the turnovers that they created. TJ Edwards, um, who's their best linebacker, by the way, um, he got an interception on uh, Trevor Simeon, and that kind of changed the whole game. It was it was kind of, you know, one offense couldn't really do much in the next, you know, for the first two or three possessions. Um, but then TJ Edwards gets the pick on Trevor Simeon, and that kind of changed the whole momentum. Got the stadium up on their feet. Um, Instead of, you know, that nervous energy, um, it got really loud. It sounded like a like a home opener um, when really it's their first win in like five tries at home. Um, they, that's, that's the thing that is amazing in my opinion. Yeah. Is they finally won at home. 
Well, here's the thing. They had a chance against the Chargers. They had a chance against the Chargers. They had a chance against the 49ers. So there's two wins right there that you could have had and you could be in the playoff spot. And yes, we're talking playoffs now. Um, Yeah, they still have a good chance of making it into the playoffs, especially if they keep their running game up. Their running game is what kept them in a lot of these games. Pat, they've rushed for over 175 yards in five straight games. That's insane. They had 242 against the best rushing defense in the league. Like, you could run on anybody. This offensive line is built to run the ball. It's built. Now, I do do question how, like, why it took this long to realize that. But I don't have, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and let let the, let us I still think it's kind of along the lines of, uh, Nick Sirianni still kind of hates Miles Sanders. No, he doesn't hate Miles Sanders because Miles Sanders got the bulk of the carries. Did he still? I yeah, think he he, did. he he led all ru- he he led all running backs in carries by a good bit. Jordan Howard got hurt. I mean, he has a he has a knee issue right now, but he um I th- I think if it was a close game, he had a chance of coming back. I don't I don't think it was immediately ruled out. Um, because of the injury, I think it was just because of the situation of the game. You know, beginning in the fourth quarter, you're up thirty. Um, you know, you didn't really see much of Boston Scott. You saw him a lot split out wide in a wide receiver position, which I don't really understand. But, um, you know, they they had to make a choice with if they're going to go with Miles Sanders or Kenny Gainwell, and I think they made the right choice. Um, I think even though Miles Sanders did fumble. Um, and cost them seven points. Uh, I, I do think that he should be the lead back, and you need to see what he can do with this offensive line because you're going to have to pay him next year. So, or you're going to have to make a decision to pay him next year um, because he's done his. You can give him the fifth year option next year, but then after that, you know, he's a free agent. So you, you got to see what you have and see see what he can do. Yeah, even with that fumble, I still think he's one of the better running backs in this league. And if you give him more than just one game, hopefully they don't put Gainwell in for Sanders after well, his performance today. No, they're not going to do that because even after he fumbled, he he came right back out on the field and they and they gave him the ball. Um, if, if they were gonna, if they were worried at any point, they would have put Jordan Howard or Boston Scott in a lot more. But they they really just kind of. Uh, kept feeding him. The one thing I did not like was early in the game, even throughout the game, they kept on running out of the shotgun. I mean, it looked like a like a set thing. Like they they knew that they could run the ball out of the shotgun against the Saints. But I also like or I I just want them to get under center and let him get ahead of steam, um, like they have with Jordan Howard a couple times. Um, so that, that's my only concern about that early in the game and i would like to see more of a mix in the running backs i don't i don't like having one guy i think it could um you know i think then i mean it does get him into a rhythm but i i like the mix of hey let's get boston scott the short fast guy uh let's get jordan howard who's just gonna pound you up the middle and then let's get miles sanders just to break hit the hole yeah i got you yeah but what did you think of their defense today? Um, I have it right here. Slay written all the way across with his pick six today at uh, just before halftime. Um, 
that was going to be the video that I played until Jalen Hurts just put the dude on ice skates and just go, hold on, wrap up his ankles real quick. Um, yeah, uh, the defense, Jonathan Gannon, uh, I've been a little, little critic of Jonathan Gannon, but today he had some very, very timely blitzes, especially in the first half. I think in the second half, he still got a little passive and it still almost came back to bite the Eagles. Uh, but I, I mean, when he had to, he brought a blitz and, you know, they, there was one, one play in particular in the third quarter where they had, they showed like they were going to blitz from the uh, right, right side uh, with two extra guys. And then Trevor Simeon shifted the protection to the left. And then all of a sudden those two guys at the snap dropped back. Alexander Singleton came straight up the gut untouched and, you know, forced incompletion. So, you know, just stuff like that, like gets you all excited. Uh, that, that we're learning and that the flower is growing slowly, slowly. Yeah. So. The bits and pieces that I saw the Eagles defense were doing really good. Like there was, I think on Miles Sanders fumble, it was like first and goal at the six. And then next thing you know, it was third and goal at the 17. Mm-hmm. But then the saints quarterback just kind of threw it dead in the end zone. For a touchdown on that one. <laughs> yeah. That, that was an unfortunate play, but I thought their defense were doing really good up until that point. Well, well and then even I, after that, they were doing pretty good too. I think it's the I think it's partly the Jonathan Gannon calling better plays for better situations, like a blitz here, blitz there, and then you know, dropping back when you need to. And I think it's yeah. also a combination of the linebackers are just playing so much better. And like it's actually weird to have a linebacker or two. Is that possible? That play well, um, but you know T.J. Edwards is, is has turned out to be a really good player. Um, he's a free agent at the end of the year. He sh- after you know Dallas Goddard got uh, you know an extension. Uh, Vontae Maddox got his extension this week. I think T.J. Edwards should be the next guy to kind of get that big uh, long term deal. Um, just because I think he shows energy and I think he. I think he understands how to play linebacker and he can, you know, he'll hit somebody. Then you have Davion Taylor who, who got hurt in this game and didn't, and only played like a quarter, but, but he, the last, last week he forced two fumbles. So, and then Alex Singleton is also a really good, um, you know, fill in that, that could help, you know, be a three man rotation there. Yeah. And that's what you need. Yeah. To be a good team. So, I mean, the fact that the Eagles are actually having a strong push at the playoff spot right now is actually su- very surprising to me. And they play the Washington football team twice. They play the New York Giants twice. And then they play the other team from New York. I mean, and then, the Dallas, at the, and then Dallas at the end of the year where they could not play their starters because they're already locked into a playoff position. So the playoff run is there. Yeah, they have a solid chance of making it's the playoffs. There. They have a solid chance of even being... A nice eight win team. And depending Still. on what Dallas does, I mean, if they fall, look out. I mean, I don't think they're falling anytime soon. I don't know. Dallas does what uh, Dallas always does. Same thing with the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty start much. off really strong and then fail. That's. Yeah, pretty much. Let me let me pull up the standings here because I I know that the Vikings won by on a game winning field goal, which Aaron Rodgers lets me down one more time. Um, 
they're ahead of us. Um, the Panthers are ahead of us. I believe they won, but we have the tiebreaker ahead of them because we beat them. Um, the 49ers are ahead of us and they have the tiebreaker because they beat us. Um, let's see. Let's see here. Um, you have, um, yeah, so we're the ninth seed right now, but you just beat the saints. You, so you have the head to head tiebreaker against them. Uh, the Vikings right now are in that last six spot or no. There are seven teams. No. Yeah, there are seven teams. Sorry. The Saints and the Vikings are the, are the two wildcard spots. They're both five and five. You have the tiebreaker against the Saints. Then you have the 49ers who are tied for that last spot, tied for the six and seven spot without five and five, and they have the tiebreaker ahead of us. And then you have the Eagles at five and six, Panthers five and six, Washington football team four and six, Atlanta four and six. But Atlanta, you have, you have the tiebreaker over them because we beat them week one so you have a good number of tiebreakers um against teams that are in the mix and that's why that 49ers week two loss becomes so important because if we tie with them they get the head-to-head all right well i mean that would lead that would lead to a better draft pick, but then we got Howie picking the draft picks. And it's just, you know, <laughs> I've been listening to the radio a bunch uh, over this past week, and I've come well, to there's the, your first issue. I've come to the conclusion that, you know, even even if we don't make the playoffs, we're still in the best draft position out of anybody else in the league. We still have three first round picks, and um, you know, you still you're still going to have at least one in the top five. You're going to have at least one in a, or you're going to have at least two in the top 15 and you're possibly going to have three in the top 15, at least three in the top 20. I mean, you can get three and you can get two out of three impact players right away next year. I mean, and, and I, I think, I think, um, you know, with Howie, it's, it's a love hate relationship. Um, I mean, you have the 2018 this is the part draft. I was waiting for. You have the 2018 draft where you had um, Dallas Goddard resigned, Avante Maddox resigned, Mylotta resigned. I mean, Josh Sweat resigned. I mean, you have good you have good drafts that um, you know that that have panned out. I mean, I know it's hard to admit, but. Um, I probably should have been more prepared. I thought about it during the week. I was like, oh, I should have this ready. And it's just, I'm just not. Um, Pat, you don't worry. I I had a bit of a rough week too. So we're both kind of like, oh, sorry. It was the 2019 draft class. So you have Dallas Goddard, Fonte Maddox, Josh Sweat, who's all resigned. Matt Pryor, who was traded for, yes, sweaty. Uh, hasn't made a play yet this year, but he's resigned. Um, Matt Pryor, who was traded for some draft picks, um, so you at least got some compensation for that because he was a he was a good role player. And Jordan Mailata, who's your franchise left tackle. I mean, yeah, I mean that's a, that's a really really good draft class. That was a strong draft class, yeah. But who'd they get in their twenty twenty? Rager. 
Yeah, um, I, I've I, I have written down here. Rager can't even return punts correctly, word for word. Um, some of the decisions that he makes uh, is a little interesting. So, I mean, I know you you need to have him available as a wide receiver in case somebody goes down. But like, why not give Kenny Gainwell a chance to return some kicks? Um, you well, know, at that point, you'd have four running backs active, right? I know. I, I know that's. that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you need Rager active so that in case a wide receiver goes down, you at least have somebody. I mean, you have Jay Jaw, who finally, you know, got his first target of the year and the biggest first down in his career today um, in the fourth quarter. Uh, 20 yard completion or something like that. Uh, it was, <laughs> the, uh, the announcer goes, and that's his first target of the year. Like, he hasn't even like, been targeted. I mean, he's a really good special teams player. And he's he said in an interview that he loves blocking. I mean, bro, come become a tight end if you're like that. Yeah. Don't waste don't waste the roster spot with us. If I mean the only reason why he's on the team is because he was a second round pick. Um so yeah. All um, right, so a nice solid win today. Fletcher Fletcher had a forced fumble today. Um Pat. Nice. I don't know if you that's, caught. That's the first like good thing I've heard about him all year. Yeah, um, I don't know if you caught uh, Nick Sirianni's press conference last week after the win against the Broncos, but he said that there's a difference where they where they teach the difference between a city fumble and a country fumble. Do you know what the difference is? It's something that's made up, so you can't even go look it up on Google. City fumble is when you start cursing a storm at the end. You're um, a city, so city fumble and a country is when, fumble is when you go milk a cow afterwards. I don't know. City fumble is when the ball's on the ground and there's a lot of people around you. You just got to get on it quickly, and and take it. Okay. A country fumble means you have time to scoop it up, scan the field, and run after. So Darius Slay's eighty something yard touchdown last week was a country fumble. He picked it up, had time, moved around. TJ Edwards just had to pounce on the ball and hold it. So I wrote down that he had a city fumble this week. Um, Jake Elliott has been really, really, really good this year. Um, He's made 10 straight uh, field goals. Um, Knock on wood, I don't remember him missing an extra point in my recent memory. Um, So, yeah, that's why I got on the Eagles. And then next week he misses an extra point just because you said that. I know. (laughs) Oh. God, You're, you guys are going to hear that joke. <laughs> You're going to see that tweet. I know. Um, so nice solid win today. Who do they play next week? The football team? Yes, I believe so. Let me double check. All right. If that's the case, I think the Eagles are going to win that game. <laughs> I think they're going to take that game over, actually. Even the Eagles Giants like quarterback. Oh, Giants. Tomato, tomato. Same, same type of situation. I, I, yeah, I still think the Eagles are going to take that one over. They are. Uh, I believe they're. At, yeah, they're at the Giants next week. And and you can bet a lot of people are going to take the train up for that. Oh yeah, no doubt. So so it's gonna it's gonna be like an Eagles home game still. Yeah. So you got you got the Giants, and then you go back up there to play the Jets in the same stadium. And then, then you have a bye. And then you come back and you play the Washington football team at home. Then you play the Giants at home. 
Then you go on the road and play the Washington football team in their stadium. And then you uh, come back home for the Cowboys to finish up the year. Okay. I still think we can uh, beat you, the Giants. You need to. I, I don't. I mean, winning both games against the Washington football team and the Giants is definitely doable. I think you need to take three or four. I think three or four will do it. I think they'll split the Washington football team, but I think they can take both from the Giants. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, I, yeah, I agree. They, they, they need three or four. I feel like I'm talking about the Phillies. We need a three or four this series, but we need three or four games out of the out of the division. Yeah, and they can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So my prediction. With the way their offense has been running recently, I think the Eagles can get a nice 30-pointer this next game. So I mean, here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to um, say 34 to 28 Eagles. Do you really think the Giants can score that many points? Um, they probably can against this defense. I was going to get our hopes up. I was going to say, uh, you, you heard me rate their defense last week. Yeah. I've not been happy with their defense, so. Yeah, but, like, now I got, like, my emotions involved, and I like their defense now. Um, Until they give up 28 points I, I think I think, next I think week. they win 28-20. All right. 28-20. All right, I'm cool with that. I, I just, just get, I'll, I don't care if we win 2 nothing. Just get the win. Yeah. Get me to the playoffs. Bring me playoff football. And, and I mean, you, you can get it either way, just whether or not the Eagles are in it or a different story. And, and one more thing the Eagles are a better road team than a home team. And for as long as I can remember, that's never happened. Um, yeah, that is true. So, I mean, they, they would not have a home playoff game unless they won the division. So, going on the road. Could possibly be better for them. That is true too. I know. I know. If they could win their first round, I would. I would be very impressed. And well, just making the playoffs, I would say this year is a success. But then, <laughs> if they make it another, if they make it into the next round after that, this year was a complete success. I mean, like 100%. it's a. It's a it's a success right now, as in you found out that Nick Sirianni can adjust and that he can get the, the locker room motivated every single day um, and get them fired up. Um, and you know that Jalen Hurts can play. So I, I think that's a major success that um, that you needed to know coming out of this year, and I think we do. Yeah, now that they have that adjustment and they know what they need to do. And now you can use those three first-round picks – Instead of trading them away for a quarterback or drafting a quarterback, you can use all three on defense. I mean, pick one. You're going to find somebody that can play. You know Howie, right? Yeah, but I also know this coaching staff that um, drafted Devontae Smith. And and I know that Howie – I mean, I know that we give – crap for at Howie, but he did get a first round pick and Devontae Smith. So he kind of knows how to wheel and deal a little bit. I mean you gotta you gotta you know 
You got gotta to take the good with the gotta take the bad with the good. <laughs> yeah, because when he's when he's bad, it can be really bad. But when he's good, I mean, sometimes really you just have to take it in the sack. Sometimes, and you just got to know that he he's okay. <laughs> You're used to not being a Phillies fan. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we got our predictions in and everything. Flyers yeah. are next. Okay. Where has their offense been, dude? Yeah, they um, average 1.8 goals in their past 10 games. I didn't think I had to write this down on my note sheet, but they blow. Their offense stinks. Um, I don't think they blow. It's just they're not showing up. That means they blow. Um, they classic Philly fan right there. At this point, they need to be able to just decline penalties if they can, um, and just and just take like a penalty shot or something. Um, I don't even trust that. You saw Hart and Pennell in the shootout. No, I meant when we when we go on the power play, just decline it and take a penalty shot or something. Yeah, no, that, like that would still basically give up a lot of goals. I I don't I didn't trust Hart and Net there. Like Point just took a nice or just a quick little snapshot and just completely stunned Hart. In that, yeah, shootout. but that's also that, because that was he's, he's that was waiting a for a horrible move. attempt. That was but he's a just waiting attempt. for moves. Okay, I'd rather I'd rather tie than go to a shootout. How's that? I would too. With I tweeted that at Mark Farzetta, and and he goes, "I hate tying, but like, definitely don't want to tie." And I'm just like, "But like, would you rather go to a shootout and lose, or just like, at least get some sort of winning percentage points?" Well, I mean. Even if we go to a shootout and lose, we still get that winning percentage point. Yeah, but like, I I think that it should be a ten minute overtime and then just call it a tie. Fair enough. Until the playoffs. I mean, you've always hated the shootout. Yeah, stupid. Like if the, if the stupid. union went into the shootout yesterday, you would have been pissed. Yeah, I do know that. Stupid. Um. Stupid. No, I'm just. Dope. This past week, like. I'm not very happy with how the Flyers have been going. Like their defense hasn't been horrible, and Jones well, definitely did not show. Well. Sorry, I know you're excited after the Eagles game, but <laughs> thank you. Um, their offense hasn't really showed up. Jones did not play very well last night, and Hart Hart's been playing very well until it comes to like a shootout then i'm not very happy with him but his the defense overall i i'm indifferent with like i'm happy and and i'm not happy i'm seeing a lot of guys going for block shots but then at the same time there have been a lot of shots that have still happened like against the bruins last night they let up 44 shots they let up 21 in the first period Basically, half the shots were in the first period. Like, you can't do that. That just wears down your goalie, which is essentially what happened because a lot of their goals came in this late second and third periods. So, I mean, like, all right, you're good to unmute yourself, bro. (laughs) I think I found out the word as I was collecting my thoughts. They are streaky. Yes. When, When they get going. They, they play well. But when they don't, they just stay in their offensive end and they don't know how to get themselves out of it. Streaky yes. is the right word. All right. 
Yes. Now that I agree with you. We're, they're We're definitely streaky. But like right now, their offense is averaging 1.8 goals in their last 10 games. You can't expect to win games with that. Yeah. And with it being how you can't far expect your goalie to give up one goal a game every time. Yes, exactly. And the one thing I am happy with is that even though they lost back-to-back games, one of them, even one of them being an overtime loss, this was the first time all season that they've lost back-to-back games. So I'm, I'm kind of happy it took this long for that to happen because knowing the Flyers, they usually would have done that within the first three games. They would have had a back-to-back loss. So like having it take this long, I'm I'm happy with that. Like, and it's bound to happen eventually. So like I'm just with the amount of time it took. Um, I'm something okay. that um that I thought was interesting that um. You know, Keith Jones kept bringing up last night in their broadcast was that their first power play unit was small. They didn't really have anybody to get in front of the net. They were they were meant for speed and you know quick passes. Um, because you had you had Drew, you had um, what was it? Drew, Atkinson, TK, Atkinson, and TK, and um, uh, I forget. But they but. There you was no have, like you didn't have Farabee or JVR. Farabee was on Hayes. JVR was on two. Hayes is on two. Oh right, right, right. I forgot about that. La Touraine Watches represents the spirit of taking risks, making sacrifices, doing what is right, not what is easy, and hard work. Check out all their different highly made handcrafted watches and accessories from bags, watch bands, and straps to bracelets and sunglasses. Their watches can't be bested like the Compass, the Legacy 2, the Navigator, their Voyager 1893 collection, and the latest, hottest release, the Atlas. Free shipping on all orders over $50 and hassle-free returns in 30 days on postage paid returns. Go to LaTerrain.com and use code CEV for site-wide discounts. That's LaTerrain.com. Um, but yeah, like so they, they didn't have, I mean, even Oscar was on two also. So you had him and JBR both for like a double screen, but their first unit, I mean, they could barely get set up. And I, I said it last night, like they had two power plays back to back that I was just like, why not? The first power play uh, unit didn't really do anything in the first power play. And then the second unit got like 30 seconds left. And then as soon as I got the next power play, I, I said to myself, like, why not put the second power play unit in just to see what they can do, try to mix it up. And they went back out there with the first and they just, I mean, I, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, they did you got to have somebody in front. I did score on it, but like on the first power play unit with Broussard, that's who it is. Yeah. That's yeah, Broussard scored guy. both goals last game. Yeah, so you really don't know. It's very, very tricky. It, it's very nice to see him producing. A nice veteran producing some points. Yeah, because with Morgan Frost playing well, I mean, if if anybody slips, he's probably the guy to go. But not but not, not in the near future. Not so. if he keep, I was going to say, not if he keeps playing like that. Well, I mean, he just doubled his goal scores 
for yeah but he he shows so much like other good things to go with his game like yeah he's he's a great two-way forward yeah sometimes i think he's slow but it's okay he made up for it yeah a little slow isn't always a bad thing sometimes Um, it's nice to take your own or take a second and be a little slower i would like to revisit my power play units from last week Okay. Because, I mean, just to see if I got it right. I Go mean, ahead. this is obviously with Hayes in the lineup. Fairby, Hayes, Drew, Atkinson. That does not snap. That sounds like the first unit, how everybody goes outside and they got passing plays. That that would not work. Um, So I could scratch my dream <laughs> power play unit, one and two. Um. So I, I kind of wish I wrote mine down because I gotta, think I got to come prepared. I got a whole notebook dedicated to this show. Yeah, I I know I need to get a notebook and start writing some notes down throughout the week about what I that, see. That's what I did with the Eagles. I, I just sat there with my notebook. and was just like, we should have sat there on Twitter too. See, here's the thing. I, I thought I could do that, but like I can't. I get too like emotionally invested. I mean, I am on Twitter throughout the whole game, but like I'm not tweeting actively and not like oh i should go tweet something it just kind of comes throughout the moment yeah i gotcha i mean honestly the only real thing i have for the flyers right now is their offense needs to step up like atkinson hasn't been producing nearly as much he's been very hidden a lot um drew's been on and off coots has been on and off tk like basically everybody's just been on and off and doesn't help that Ryan Ellis is out now for at least a month, um, probably yeah, a month four and a to half. Six weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kevin Hayes is out. I don't really know what's wrong with him. Um, I, I mean, I, it, it doesn't I get any easier. I definitely think because Ryan, or since Ellis re-injured his injury and Hayes is back out, I think they rushed them back too soon. Um, I don't. I don't think. They probably rushed Ryan Ellis back too soon, but I don't think it was with Hayes because I think Hayes is a different injury. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Ellis know. is a re-injury. Yeah, I know Ellis is a re-injury, so I definitely think they rushed him back too quick. I don't I don't think Kevin Hayes re-injured. I think it's a different thing. Okay. Now, I still think they might have like pushed him back a little too quick. But so, it doesn't get any easier because now you got to go on the road and play Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, they got a tough schedule. If they can stick out the rest of this month with a winning record, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Just break 500, please. Yes. Um, All right. So, next thing next, Union. <laughs> Dude, 
Do it. Let's go. That was that was nuts. The 123rd minute, Glesnes freaking rockets one in the right wow. side of the net. Oh. oh, round two, here we come. And I looked up the bracket for yeah, you. and I and I was right. I looked it up during the Eagles game. I was right when I talked to you on the phone. Suck it. Well, they didn't switch it at all or anything. No, I just we didn't did, have just the. Didn't know I just team. didn't have the. Yeah, I just didn't have the teams in the right places. Now that was my issue. That was my now, bad. We are the two seed. Yes, so that means we have another home game. Yes, against we basically have home games until we play the first seed. Right. That's if they make it. Um, that is true. Yeah. So MLS. So save. we we play either Nashville or Orlando, which Good. bring on Nashville again. Which actually now I'm thinking about. I think they played at three o'clock. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so um, Nashville Orlando plays at eight eight o'clock. On, oh, they play at eight Tuesday. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. Okay, so they're so basically right now it's looking like New York City is going to be playing New England Revolution, right? And then Montreal just beat Toronto today too. And I mean, we we we're gonna have a lot of rest. I mean, Nashville's gonna be on five days rest, um, which is nice. We get a nice solid week. Mm-hmm. Week twenty eighth. When's the twenty eighth? So that's next Sunday. Oh, definitely be watching that. Um, or at least have it on in the background. Um, yeah, but I'm yeah, definitely they, gonna be watching that. I watched the second half of that game and, um. I thought that they were getting a lot of their chances um, more more than – I mean, it looked like it was kind of stagnant, but when they did – whichever team got chances, it was the Union. It wasn't the Red Bulls, and they just kind of got lucky. I mean, they, they were kind of pressuring that entire second half. How is Matt Shlubloko? Missed that. I still can't Easy say shot. his name right. Yeah, the one that was – he over. was like wide open in the net, and he just uh-huh. sent it like sky high. I was yeah. so mad. I mean, it was a uh, sick move just to get a, get that ball to him. <laughs> yeah, it was. And was he, he's just like, okay, I'll send it way up there. It's like, no, <laughs> come on, dude. I know that. Drive it, drive it through the back of the net. Don't try yeah. to be cute. Um, but for the most part, that game was a very boring game. Yeah, a lot I, of back I, and forth. I was. There weren't many chances either way. A like, couple of feistiness uh, situations. A couple, but not. It wasn't a, much of a playoff game. Why not? Opinion. It was. It was one nothing or one nil. Sorry to all those soccer fans. That's just the energy involved in it. it like I mean, the fans were rowdy, but that was it. The, like there, the Union had a solid chance in the sixth minute or seventh minute. Then they had another one in the eighty-third minute. Red Bulls didn't really have much of a chance until overtime came when everybody was starting to get really tired. Where we got lucky, they bounced one off the post in the 116th minute. Yeah. Um, and then, but like, up until the overtime, that was probably one of the more boring games of soccer that I've watched. Well, it's just really- because back and forth. I mean, they, nobody really gave much many opportunities to each other and i think i think that is a playoff type game 
I still th- I still think it just wasn't really energized. I mean, it's soccer. It's supposed to be one nothing. No, not really. You're still supposed to have goals going both ways, especially in a playoff. It's soccer. A playoff, the defense condenses. It's harder to score. That's what makes the playoff so great. Why do you think Connor but- McDavid doesn't play well in the playoffs? Because all this open ice that he has condenses on him. Well, then Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins should pick They're up. They're scrubs. They don't do anything. That's why Dreisaitl has, what, yeah, 36 points this season in 17 games? Yeah, you try doing that. Scrub. Scrub. Take him on my power play, though. <laughs> Scrub. <laughs> um, no, I, I just did not get the playoff feeling of that until the overtime happened. Then with all those chances happening, that was more overtime or that was more playoff soccer that what I'm used to that what I've watched throughout the years. Yeah. I, I just don't think that the, I think the lack of chances helped it not be, you know, it looked tough for the players just to move around. And I think that's what kind of held in their energy to try and, when they do break through to use it for the opportunity. Yeah. I definitely noticed the Red Bulls had a lot of corners as well. I think they ended with 11 corners. Mm -hmm. I want to say they had a lot of corner kicks that, that game too. So like union was doing a great job defending their net. I will admit that. And that's what I said all year. Like, I mean, he didn't really have any, he had the one save in overtime, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He didn't really do anything until overtime when he actually had some shots against him. Yeah, that's my boy. Um, Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Andre Blake. Thank you for reminding me. It's his birthday oh, today. Awesome. Happy birthday, bro. Mr. Oh, Brickwall. Hold on. I forgot to mention in the Flyers game, did you see the, the face-off infraction that the refs blew last night? Oh, the... Full crap one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It Drew sticks over here. How can he hit the ref's hand that's over here? Bergeron hit it out of his hand. Uh, now, and that's what I saw all over Twitter, too. Now, like, I'm pretty that, sure that was a Bruin stick. <laughs> now, we, we wouldn't have scored on a power play regardless, but at least give us the chance. At least let me feel like we could score. Well, that and... Uh... I'm pretty sure that power play led to a goal. Well, it then made the it four on four because ah, they okay. sent McEwen to the box, which made it four on four. Then they went down and scored. Ah, okay. So it changed. The, it it made it a one goal game, made it into a two goal game. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. No, that Back was a bad goal. I I just remembered that. Yeah, but like, I mean. Union again, Union's offense got to step it up a little bit. If they want to make it anywhere in this playoffs, if they want to make it to the next round after if they want to make it to the conference finals, they can't skyrocket shots yeah. like that. Like whether or not they play against Nashville or Orlando, like they're they're gonna have to step their game up And I think playing at home will help a lot. Yeah, having their fans behind their back, yes, it will. Well, it's just like a comfort thing, like, hey, 
I do this every morning when I'm at home or I do this, you know, right before every home game, something like that. When the away game, you're like, all right, like you kind of have like an uncertainty of where to go and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just a comfort thing. Yeah. That their offense has been frustrating me all, all year round. Hey, I mean, they scored when they had to. They did their offense score though. Yeah. It was a defender that scored it. Okay. Are you are you gonna say that the Flyers offense didn't score if Ivan Provorov scores? Like tomato tomato, they scored. It's a different story with soccer. How? They all come up field on a corner kick anyway. Not all of them. You still need some people back. Nine out of eleven people. Eight. But okay. Oh, that's right. Goalie. Eight out yeah. of eight. So it's really eight <laughs> out of ten possible people. Yes. Yes. Same thing. Um, no, I'm saying their actual offenders need to produce in these major times. Mm-hmm. Like Santos, Shablilko, Paxton Erickson. He played really well for his first playoff game for an 18 year old. Yeah. I mean, is I was he, a little shocked 18, that they took him he's out. Either seven, he's either 17 or 18. Well, I mean, he's still on the younger side. He's not one of those full 90-minute people yet. Yeah, but I, I thought it was, you know, at like those, I think it was like the 58th minute or 60th minute that they took him out. I thought, you know, it was a little soon, especially because he did create two chances right before that. So, I mean, I, I think I would have left him in it a little longer if he is a guy that comes out um, just because of the chances that he got. Or created for other people. Yeah, but then you don't want to see, like, because he's still really young, he might not have that stamina quite yet. You don't want to see him go into the 70th minute and then just die right off and have a goal be let up because of it type thing. I guess. You, 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 got, you still still got to have some type of player management, which I is guess. what the union did. So I, I, I agree with it. I agree with taking him out. He's still not quite that 90-minute player yet. So, but round two, Sunday, to be determined still. Mm-hmm. I hope they play against Nashville because they've done really I, I know well it's at Nashville. It's at 5.30 p.m. On Sunday, yeah. I'm talking so about Pat, team-wise. Pat, we could also uh, watch that together if you want him to. Oh yeah, you'll be home. Yeah, and then I could stay later. Do you go back that Monday? I got class at nine forty, so I could technically leave Monday morning, but I would leave Sunday night at some point. Oh okay. Yeah, we'll figure that out. I am down to watch that together, though. Totally down. Give me, give me my notebook. <laughs> um, get your own damn notebook. <laughs> um. Round two, here we come. Semis. I like it. So Sixers are next. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tyrese Maxey's a stud. Um, um, I mean, I I think... They got Matisse Seibel back. I do know that. Yeah, he's on a minute restriction. I think that a lot with the Sixers right now is just players are playing too many minutes right now, and they're just getting exposed, which, like with Joel Embiid back, I mean, they wouldn't. So, like, 
um, you know, Andre Drummond is getting exposed, but he also has these short little spurts where he plays well. So he would then play well in the backup minutes of Joel Embiid. Um, George Yang's starting, but he's really a bench player. Um, You know, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Korkmaz is, you know, being asked to play more minutes when he should really only play like 20. Um, But there was an interesting uh, trade rumor surrounding Ben Simmons that they would get Jeremy Grant, uh, another player to fill in Sadiq Bay and a first round pick uh, for Ben Simmons, um, which actually a lot. It's a lot, but here's the thing. Jeremy Grant's a small forward. um, So I don't really know where he would play. I don't really know how he would fit. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, like if that trade did happen, I mean, Sadiq Bay is a power forward. So he would be your backup power forward. You would have, um, you know, Jeremy Grant could be your starting three, move Tobias to the four. So then your starting lineup would be um, Maxi, Curry, Jeremy Grant, Tobias, Embiid, bring Danny Green off the bench, which then limits his minutes, right? He's getting older. He can't really play that. He can't play 30 minutes a night. So you play yeah. 20 to 25. Bring him off the bench. You use Shake, you use Ferk, Shake, Ferk. Yang, Sadiq Bay, and maybe Charles Bassey is is your five that you would go to. Um, because because he's that's, played really that still well. sounds deadly. It, it it I mean it does sound really good. It's just the only thing is I don't know that Jeremy Grant's the right fit. I okay. mean I would take him in a heartbeat for Ben like if that's our best option, but I don't I don't think that's eh. okay. And the Fair thing enough. with the NBA, the thing with the NBA is you need to be able to match salaries when you trade. So like, it's not like, hey, we'll take TJ McConnell for Ben Simmons. Their salaries don't match up for this year. So like, you have to match. That's why, like, you're gonna need a throw-in player who makes a lot of money that you'll probably just cut. I mean, so it, it it's a lot of things. And the December fifteenth around then is the date where all the free agents that were signed this off season are be, are eligible to be traded. So okay. around then around Christmas, you know, just after Christmas is times where you'll hear a lot of rumors, a lot of, um, Merry Christmas, Philly fans, a lot of different Ben things. Simmons is traded. Possibly right now. He's practicing with St. Joe's and getting them, uh, uh, practicing with them illegally <laughs> through the NCAA. Um, Oh, nice. But that's, yeah, that's, so, what, that's what we cause, need. Because he's practicing at St. Joe's, and it's technically illegal um, through the NTA. And like, he, he, there's a video of him like walking, and he like puts up his hood. It's like, bro, you're you're six ten. You're not you're not just gonna not get recognized because you put up a hood. Like, we all know who you are. You have Nike shoes on, joggers. I mean, we all know who you are. Monkey's Uncle is a retro vintage inspired t-shirt boutique that's more than just a store. It's family owned and locally operated in Doylestown, Pennsylvania since 2010. It's a unique experience all to itself that takes you down memory lane where I know you are sure to find something that will make you nostalgic for that back in the day feeling. From babies to babes, dudes to dads, it's the most fun your closet will ever have. Visit them at themonkeysuncle.net today. That's themonkeysuncle.net or call 
at 267-247-5865. That's 267-247-5865. Don't forget, themonkeysuncle.net. Roman through you're you're not a Great. common student at at St. Joe's. Great. Yeah. Good so, to know. All right. Yeah, the Sixers are kind of, you know, they're they're What's treading the water right because of Joel and B. Uh let's see. They they lost against the Blazers last night, I believe. Um they are one game above 500, maybe two. Um Okay. I mean, it's really gone down. They've lost. They lost five straight. Then they beat the Nuggets, and then I think they just lost to the Trailblazers. So, okay. um, it's not great, but it's also without Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris for a while and Matisse. So, um, not not panicked, not panicking yet because moves are still being made and are going to be made. So, you know, the, the younger still player, plenty of basketball, still plenty of basketball out there. Charles Bassey looks like a really, really good player. Jaden Springer is playing really well with the Delaware Blue Coats. Um, he he put up 22 points the other night, um, and he's he's known as a defender, and he's our first round pick from last year. So, um, a lot of it, a lot of young talent that is still trying to learn everything. Yeah. So. All right. Is that all you got on the Sixers? Yeah, pretty much. Sweet. So, Phillies. Um, Congrats to Bryce Harper. Yes, sir. Um, I, I honestly forgot about it because I just expected it at this point. Um, yeah, I loved how emotional he got. I love his jacket that he wore, and he just flashed a red jacket, and it's the white and red pinstripes. Um, that was really cool. And just to see him get emotional and how he cares so much about just us and the city and everything uh a free agent signing actually worked out let's just put it that way yeah yeah that one actually did work out with for big money for big money it actually worked out yeah i'm happy with that one um you know they the front office has done a few um in-house things like they signed howie kendrick um he's a former player he former world series mvp with the nationals when they won a couple years ago um he played with okay. the Phillies for a couple of years um, when they were really bad. Um, but they just added him to their front office as an assistant to the GM. Um, okay. They've made a couple moves like that. Um, their number 11, the Phillies' number 11 prospect, Logan Ohapi, I think his name is. Um, he, he's a catcher. Um, he won the Arizona Fall League's uh, Sportsmanship Award. Um, and Bryson Stott played really well in the, in the Arizona Fall League. So, I think that's, I mean, as much as it kills me to see Andrew Knapp not get re-signed, um, it, it makes me feel a lot better that they have Logan who, who's playing really well and who's a young catcher that can learn from JT and kind of be the backup catcher or at least start in AAA and be, you know, get a few at-bats in the majors uh, here and there yeah. next year. Um, I think the Phillies can definitely make a push, and I think Dave Dombrowski is the right guy to do it. All right. So it, it's more like, of a wait and looks, see because they um the, looks like some things are looking up though. At yeah, least. well, here's the thing: like a lot of people are trying to get excited for baseball, but you just can't because you know after this past season, you have now they have to do a do they have to figure out a new CBA 
and some people think that there's going to be a lockout. So that's just going to delay and delay and delay like free agents. It's going to delay trades. It's going to delay the season. Um, and, and baseball just keeps on kind of shooting itself in the foot. Um, but then they also have seems about right. Like Bryce Harper, when he talked to uh, Angelo in the morning show uh, after, the day after he won the MVP, he said that there is like a clause in their current CBA agreement where they can just do the same things that they had for the their past contract for one more year and push it off one more year. So that is an option too to start on time. But he he said that he thinks that they're going to start on time regardless. So whether that's with a new deal or not. So I hope so. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Seems like things are looking up for the Phillies a little bit. Don't get your hopes too high. I mean, I just want them to make a playoffs. I don't they, care if they, they lose in the first round. I just want them to make a playoffs. They're connected to a lot of big time players that could that could help this team next year. And Good. they and they have some young players that we Good. didn't think would be there at the start of last year. So Good. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> took, <Good. laughs> took eight years. Finally, get a decent player. Yeah. All right. So, is that all you got on the Phillies? Because mm-hmm. I know that not much during the offseason right now. Yeah. All right. You can run the video, sir. Welcome back to Pat's Shats, where as Philly fans, you know, we're usually disappointed in our teams and we hold our teams to very high standards. So I figured once a week we can come together and laugh at some other teams. So we really only have one video for this week, too. It was a a rough week for both of us, so we kind of haven't been able to keep up too much with the trying to find a funny video for you guys. But we do have one video here. Can you see this? John. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. So I got a full screen. Got the sound going. So this is going to be Edmonton versus the Winnipeg Jets. So Edmonton Oilers versus Winnipeg Jets in the NHL. You got Connor McDavid basically just doing Connor McDavid things against the Jets. Just watch it here. I know the video is going to be a little blurry, but I, and I apologize for that. But here you go. Dude. Like, what the heck? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Like, dude. Three different shots, or three different shots, three different, um, three different moves went around three defenders, basically just completely shat on the Winnipeg Jets. Like the Winnipeg Jets, even though it's Connor McDavid, the Winnipeg Jets took a complete shat on that. Like you got three guys around him, you can't get one stick on it. Like again, I know it's Connor McDavid, he's like a god in hockey but geez like come on one move like you you gotta make it look a little difficult for him 
Hey, you're uh, muted there, bud. I read the sign that flashed across my screen. Um, that's the second time they've done that in the last two weeks, and he did it w- once against the Rangers, mm-hmm. where he took on four guys against the Rangers. And did I mean, it's just, I mean, I I have one more uh, video that I just thought of. Go ahead. Big third down. Hurts keep. Number 96, where are you going, sir? That is true, yes. Ready? Ready one more time. Big third down. Hurts keeps. Hurts cuts. Hurts has the first down. And Jalen Hurts might have just put it away for the Eagles. Touchdown. His third of the day. Sorry, just picking up the guy's ankles over there. Um, I was really confused on where you went for a second. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just grabbing some some ankle tape that he left. Um, Do you know that guy's name? No, 96? I just know him as number ninety six. That ninety six on the Saints took a shot. You took a complete shot there, <laughs> and we got had the video for it by accident. So that works out. <laughs> So that does it for Pat Shats this week. Like he he took a complete shot there. Monster um, Duke. Dukey. You got anything else? Go birds. Playoff time. All right, cool, because my dinner's ready. Well, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate everybody coming out here and supporting us. Um next week we will have a special guest. We are not telling you who, but Sunday at eleven AM. Bright and early we- for you folks. Absolutely. I know be, you guys sleep in. Be here and uh we will be square. <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. That's a that's a... I took a shot there. Um uh, Yes, yes you did. And there's a Twitch clip for it just to be safe. I will edit that later. <laughs> um, so, but seriously, thank you guys for watching. We will catch you next Sunday at 11 a.m. before any type of football or soccer or hockey. So we hope to see you all here, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Go Birds. Go Birds. <laughs>